Hey, the Easter basket's ready. Why is there ham in the Easter basket? Uh, actually, it's cooked spiral sliced half ham. I got them at Meyer for just 87 cents per pound, and there's a limit of two. Who wouldn't want it in their Easter basket? What about the toys? Oh, right, the toys. I found so many great toys in the Easter toy book at Meyer.com. I just ordered some with Meyer Home Delivery for only a $4.95 delivery fee. Delicious ham and fun new toys. What more could you ask for? Fill your baskets this Easter at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. On this episode of DC On Screen, we are getting into Batfleck No More. We're talking about some Birds of Prey, some Shazam, Titans, a whole bunch of stuff right after this. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of the universe. But a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 527. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. Mr. Dave, if you're nasty. Mm. <laughs> or or my old pastor. <laughs> um, uh, you did not like that. <laughs> my old pastor did call me Mr. Dave. It was real you, weird. You really didn't like it. It was weird. He still does. Oh. It's, it's actually Matt's dad. Oh. Matt from Star Trek Universe Podcast. That's weird. I MCU forgot about that part. Yeah. That's odd. Uh, <laughs> and this... The man who once gently took me aside and explained that guys who claimed they'd trade their left nut weren't referring to the last peanut left in the planter's jar. <laughs> Jason Goss. Aye. It's rough getting to that last nut, man. Well, and you thought there had to be just two, so you'd carefully eat them. <laughs> I mean, either way, you got to be and like then, an archaeologist. got to sift through all that so. nut dust. Yeah. you yeah. got to sift through the, the nut dust to find that left, <laughs> that left nut. You really tried to make it through that sentence. Mm-hmm. It's good. I tried. It's good try. It was hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm not going to let you do this. What? I'm going to stand here erect in my position that you should not be doing this. Oh come on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, before we start, a couple of weeks ago we put out an episode called DCEU MCU Dollars versus Rotten Tomatoes. It was episode 525. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested. Jason did a phenomenal job with some uh, number crunching. Thank you. He exposed some of the. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's absolutely deserved. Uh, you expose a lot of the real honest-to-God bias against the DCEU with Rotten Tomatoes. We got a lot of really positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got some new listeners, thanks in no small part to Brent and Ray over at Fans Without Borders on the Suicide Squadcast Network. They gave us very strong recommendations. Uh, they said very kind things. Brent right. specifically said that we crack him up every episode, and uh, honestly, that, that means so much more to me than your silly numbers, Jason. <laughs> you just sit over there, crutch your numbers, point We're Dexter. Um, <laughs> We're weak in this way. Oh, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, 
thank you guys so much. I, I couldn't recommend their shows more. Uh, they also do DC TV Squadcast. And for anyone who misses the old days when we used to review all of the individual DC Universe episodes that were released, I implore you to go give them a listen because they do that very thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, they put out great shows. They have fantastic liner, uh, listener interaction. They're always very accessible and willing to converse on Twitter. It's always a pleasure. And I, you know, I feel kind of bad, but I just, I really like seeing Ray kind of take people apart on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I often, I, a lot of the time watching him do it though, I always think like, all right, he's, he's accurate, but I want mm-hmm. to like drop mail him some Xanax. <laughs> What's really fun is when Brent and Ray disagree with each other because I'm like, both of you have equally valid points and I enjoy both of your arguments. Right. <laughs> right. Right, and so I'm like, get wrong. him, Ray. All right, get when him, I Ray. I want to send him Xanax. I don't think he, it's not like I think he's overreacting. I think he's uh, usually right, right there with how I feel about it. I just feel like he's he's um, man. I, it's for his health. It's not. It's not because no disagreement with the argument. It's it's for his own health. I just want him to. Oh, I get it, man. I get it. Like I worry. I worry for him sometimes. Like, how, hey, you know what? How do you fight I, the trolls I, so so relentlessly. See, I I admire that about Ray because like I will see the trolls and just be like, Ugh. I want to like have like so many things I want to say, and then I'm just like, I've got to, I no, I've got to x out of Twitter right now. I got to get out of it. Yeah, I can get in there for I don't know, eh, thirty minutes maybe, like legit yeah. be in it for about maybe thirty minutes, and then after about thirty minutes, my brain goes and I'm out. I don't know what it is. Right. It just there's some little trigger in the back of my head that says like, Yeah, what are you doing right now? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to um, this argument, Emma. No, uh, uh-uh. all right. I'm out. I, in a lot of ways, I feel like uh, Ray is Ben Affleck running into the smoke in BVS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do and admire I that. And I am the little girl pointing at the empty building where my mom <laughs> used to be. <That's laughs> that is pretty apt. And I'm like, I don't have the energy. Help. That is apt. <laughs> a lot of times during those arguments, I feel like Jack. The guy that was running the office that <laughs> crumbles with the building. <laughs> like, why are you even here today? <laughs> like, what were you still doing in that building? Which goes back to like one of my old man of steel criticisms. Like, why were people at work? There's an alien invasion. People call out for snow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's a whole. That's a whole anyway. thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah it was it was a valid point i get it so yeah uh go listen to those guys i'll put a link in the description mm-hmm. um so the batman we, we've we've got confirmation it looks like we've got confirmation pretty clearly <laughs> that that ben affleck is not gonna be batman uh in matt reeves solo film right uh we got this they, weird they, what, quasi confirmation that i kind of resent yeah, <laughs> Warner Brothers is is dating the next Batman for June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. Um, we've, we've that been here real for a, apparently. Yeah, so Deadline reported. Uh, or I can't remember if it was Deadline or the Hollywood Reporter. They both did. Oh, it was, Deadline, it was Deadline reporting that their sources had said that the Hollywood Reporter reporters sources had said. Okay, it was well, that clears weird. that up. Yeah, exactly. So, the article says that Ben Affleck is passing on the torch to a new generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck tweeted that article 
uh-huh. which would very much seem to be confirmation that they were accurate in mm-hmm. their reporting. Mm-hmm. And it says, excited for the Batman in summer 2021 and to see Matt Reeves' uh, vision come to life. Now, I've seen a lot of doom and gloom over uh, Ben's departure. And I, as I did on Twitter, I'm going to point out a few things here. One, guys, we have known for a long time that this was a very, very real possibility. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing that Reeves wanted a younger actor, uh, that he wanted Batman in his prime. There were even rumors that Affleck might do bookend segments, uh, you know, remembering the story. But um, we we were certain, uh, by all counts, that Affleck was not re- returning for the bulk of the movie, at the very least. We knew there was going to be a recasting. Um, and Ben tweets this article, saying that he's not in this iteration of the Batman. He doesn't specifically say, I will never be Batman again. Um, he is a very busy guy. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think this has been, I think the reason he didn't come out and specifically say, I am not Batman anymore is I think Ben and WB are keeping their options open for a possible post justice league appearance while showing active support for Reeves Batman film, which is, which seems like a reasonable explanation of what we saw. Yeah. Which is that, that new Batman film that Reeves is making is assuredly about to begin announcing their cast like i fully believe reeves has a batman in place already like people have to start training and shit man the scuttlebutt says this thing is going into production in november so i think this has been being supportive because we very well may get casting news anytime now and this is warner brothers so who knows when that shit's gonna leak before warner brothers gets to put it out yeah but you know i also think it's good for ben to show that he's not being ousted because i I think this is a timing thing for Ben to some degree, and I also think is he's had a rough few years. He's been di- he's gotten divorced. He's gone I, through rehab. Yeah, a couple and, times, and people being major dicks to him about being Batman. That was something I uh, only half jokingly mentioned that it wouldn't be surprising <laughs> if this was him like middle fingering the toxic ass DC fandom one last time. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm yeah. I'm out, but it's this weird. Uh, retweet of an article that's I mean it's it was such a I kept saying on Twitter um look I I this this looks a whole hell of a lot like a duck and I can hear quacking I just would appreciate if somebody with an official title would would say hey duck that's a duck over there but here's the thing though if if they if he doesn't say duck if no one calls duck and then like suddenly it's announced like that he's in birds of prey or something at comic-con comes out we've still got another suicide squad coming like there's plenty of opportunities to throw him in there and yeah, it. The only thing I was uh, like, I'm resentful about. It's not Ben's fault. Um, I think this is the best way for Ben to announce it. And I think the the, the fact that it's Ben saying something is probably maybe the best of the scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. the only thing I resent about it is we've been doing this dance for two years. I know. And and uh, we're just gonna keep dancing, I guess. Yeah. Look, I hold out a little hope that we might see Ben again. Ben Affleck was my favorite Batman. Hey, great on great on live, live action Batman. Batman. Live action yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone who listens to this show, I understand we get, we have new listeners at this point. So, uh, be aware Kevin Conroy is, and always will be my favorite Batman. I don't know how to not, he wasn't even my first. Michael Keaton was my first. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Kevin Conroy usurped that shit. Yeah. He's the voice Um, in your head. That's fine. He's the voice in my head. Um, but, um, if Ben is, if Ben is not coming back, this doesn't mean the end of the DCEU. I, I say, you know, uh, 
the question has has arisen, must there be a Superman? Well, I say, must there be a Batman? Or rather, must there be an actor to play him? Because if he doesn't come back, the mainstream audience doesn't care. It's us. We're the ones who care. Right. But you, I honestly do not believe you have to have a known actor to play Batman. No. Like, we can, we can have Matt Reeves do his flashback character piece with an actual actor that we know. But post-JLA, or Justice League, JLA, I got him old. <laughs> Post-Justice League, uh, star Batman. We always talk about how Batman is bigger than any actor, so let's freaking prove it. Like, we that, should get Richard Citrone, that the guy been, who did the stunts. I mean, that really might have been, like, part of Matt Reeves' uh, reluctance to really dig in up until now. Up until we're, mm-hmm. we're now, it's... it's uh, the, like the Snyder movies in particular were were divisive. BVS was super divisive, and then uh, there were there were people that just never could cope with the idea of like Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh my god! So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me at all if he wanted to do a, a younger version for a lot of reasons. One of which is I can recast, I can do something new, and I can have it be someone that no one freaking knows because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can just have Batman. Well, there are rumors. There are rumors that they want a a, a familiar face. Yeah, but, I've seen. Um, I've seen. But I, you know, I would say like post the in the post Justice League timeline, if you can't get Affleck, get his stunt guy Richard Citrone, who seems to be a very nice individual. <laughs> um, he we're friends on Facebook, oddly enough. <laughs> and I thought I'd say what the hell, and I added him, and he accepted me. I don't know. Yeah, sure. But I don't know what to say to the guy. <laughs> Except Good job. that I want him to be, play Batman. For, yeah. But they could totally do a thing where they, like, have the guy that played him in the, for the stunts and the choreography, play Batman, but leave him in constant shadow. Have him speak very little. Sort of like how Titans did in the season finale this year. Yeah. Uh, you show Batman as others see him. He pops up in Birds of Prey, in the Suicide Squad, even in another Justice League movie they could do that. Like, you could look at Grant Morrison's uh, late 90s run on JLA as a pretty good example of using that character as more of a myth than a man. Right. Because, like, you you would even have, like, Wally and Kyle were freaking scared of him, but, for, but fanboying over him simultaneously. Right. Um, if you need him to say a line, have Bruce Greenwood or Kevin Conroy come in and do do some lines with the modulator, you know? But just keep the <laughs> yeah. character in shadow. That way you keep Batman vague, still awesome. The fans can imagine him however they want, whatever their perfect little version is, you know? And it's still accurate to most popular depictions. Yeah. I think that would be dope, honestly. Like, I think yeah. that would be... Like, I wouldn't want to recast him right away as far as, like, post-Justice League... You know, running around with Cavill and stuff. Yeah, I could do with that. I mean, I, you know, the fact is, I'd like for continuity's sake and for my own peace of mind, and because I liked him, I'd like to have him back in present tense at some point. Yeah, me too. It's it. Me too. It's still a possibility. I don't know. Um, for now, that's a duck. <laughs> right. So, who who are you? Do you have any ideas of who you want Matt Reeves to cast? I really don't. I've I've um I haven't had. A, I keep uh, hearing Army Hammer, and I, I got to say, he does look like a young Affleck. That's fine. I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I haven't really... A, a few of the rumors I've seen flying around. The crazy part is, like, when I've been seeing them, I'm, part of me is thinking, like, yeah, I mean, it's a, a chiseled, dark-haired dude. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all you really have to have to <laughs> mostly fit the dynamic. Uh, like, that, that's that's the, sh- the outline. Yeah, we'll, we'll, fine. But I haven't really gotten excited or super disappointed about any of the rumors so far. Yeah. Just, just nothing's really people... stood out. I've seen a lot of people online, uh, the, the, there's been a resurgence. There was some guy, and I don't remember his name now, 
some guy who's been in a bunch of schlocky uh, B action movies mm-hmm. who did a who was asked to audition uh, before Affleck mm-hmm. got the role way back, and he does this like conversation between Alfred and Bruce. And they his his audition tape is online now, and people are just like, "Oh my God, he's perfect. He should play Batman." I'm like looking at this thing, and I was just like, "My God, you guys, this guy is like like Stephen Amell could like not even try and just yawn and out act this dude. This guy was <laughs> terrible." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, he's built, and he's a dark haired dude. You got it. That's it. Except he doesn't act for shit." Like, he's terrible. Like this is why movie studios don't pay attention to the fans because they say, "Hey, this guy who was in an action movie, he's got dark hair and he's built. Look at this. He's a martial artist." Yeah. Yeah, but he reads like his next movie is going to be a porno. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. See, I think the studios only pay attention when we completely object to something. Mm-hmm. Like when there's so much rabble that they think, well, okay, I'll take my foot out of that bear, bear trap. Let's cut it off at the knee. Move on to the next thing. But when when yeah. when there's a you know 100k petition like make this guy so and so actor, but it 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 makes sense on a human level where if if something's a good enough idea, some part of you, mm-hmm. if you didn't have the ideas, like well, I can't use that though. I have to make this my own. You know. <laughs> Uh, what'll yeah, happen right. if we start using change.org casting <laughs> industry of crumble oh, I say of crumble <laughs> alright so Hollywood Reporter is saying that uh, Matt Reeves script is going to be 160 pages or it is so far anyway um, there's uh, the movie. basic rule of thumb yeah the basic rule of thumb says a page per minute yeah. uh, or a minute per page of screen time uh so they're going to be cutting it down. Matt Reeves even said they're going to be cutting it down. He says um, there will be a rogues gallery. Right now it's called the Batman. He doesn't know if that's what it's going to be called forever. The casting process will begin shortly. Um, and they're starting to put together their battle plan. And he's going to do another pass on the script and see if he can start developing some stuff. I'm, I'm for one, I don't want to say I'm excited because I've, I've only seen one Matt Reeves film and it wasn't one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I wasn't a big fan of Cloverfield. It was okay. For no other reason, I'm excited because it, this time, for once in the several years, it feels like we've been worrying about it. This feels mm-hmm. like it's actually happening now. It does. I'm excited for that. I'm excited because Matt Reeves is saying all the right things. You know, detective-driven story. Uh, more oh, it all sounds wild. great. Yeah. And yeah, that all part, that sounds if, great. I believe anything that's happening that's actually about the content of this story, I believe more than anything that that detective thing is true because if every everything we've talked about or that we've talked about on mm-hmm. the show for years he's always hit that point when he's in an interview it's going to be a detective con- like this is the world's greatest detective we're going to focus on that every time yeah, he has talked about it he's always said that so uh, i like where this guy's head's at uh, i don't i don't know his style honestly because cloverfield was hardly anyone's style it was just it was it was it was JJ Abrams. Culty, though, That's what it know? was. It was it was a little bit of everything, and some people really yeah. adored the heck out of it. And I never saw yeah. any of the Planet Apes films, but man, a lot of people really loved them. They thought it was a great take on on a on a property that already existed. Like for yeah. a lot of people, I that was to, a good trust building exercise. Mm-hmm. I need to check those out and um, see what's what. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm remember. just not specifically excited about Matt Reeves. And, and as far as his directing style is all I'm saying. Yeah, but out of ignorance, we just don't know. 
Uh, yeah, out of ignorance. Um, and if, uh, you know, DC will stop airing something for one damn week. We can get around to that. Maybe exactly. I'll get, maybe I'll get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> I had somebody at, uh, at work last week st- literally started to tell me about a show, and they're like, hey, have you seen so-and-so? I said, no. I said, well, it's, yeah, I think you'd like it. It's a show about us. Stop right there. Do you know how many capes there are on television right now? I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it this summer. I might remember it and watch it then. Yeah. Well, there's about to be less. <clears throat> Legion's going away. Yeah, I know. But quick, quick recap for me. Uh, Legion is maybe one of my favorite things on television overall at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Top three. Easy. Um, top ten all time. Easy. And one, oh, wow. one more season uh, for them to wrap up the, the wildly adventurous story they're telling without going so far that it gets into like this weird redundancy pattern where you're like, okay, you can't get any crazier. Three seasons for the show sounds freaking ideal. Yeah, I mean, that's apparently what they were planning, from what I understand. Oh, that's great. And if you know where the story is right now, as far as the arc of that uh, of that character, oh, man, that sounds yeah. perfect. But Yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine there being more than one season after that. Yeah, I think they would just start trying to, you know, chew on their own, chew on their own tails kind of thing. I, I, yeah. I, this, oh, this sounds so good. It sounds like it's going to go down as one of my favorite, like, oh, man, this show's flawless. Please watch it kind of thing. Yeah, it is the polar opposite of The Gifted. I just, <laughs> it, I, I, I actually, I, I kind of, I enjoy the gifted, but it's because I like a lot of the characters. The story itself is, you, you watch it, and you're like, oh yeah, that's what's going on. Okay. Like my wife had it on, and I just, I heard some of the dialogue and kind of saw some of the stuff was going on, and I walked past the Marvel room and kind of dipped in and just put my hand on like an old uh, Art Adams, Chris Claremont X Men mm-hmm. poster, and went, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's anywhere like that. It, it you you do get invested in that show. There's some there's some fun character stuff they're doing, but you again so. again that go that that was my point before. Is like there's so many fucking capes, and I mean that metaphorically. Oh, yeah, and yeah, or figuratively, but yeah, there's so much to watch. Mm-hmm. I I'm actually afraid of when the the merger between Fox and Marvel solidifies, mm-hmm. and they're just doing like all MCU shows. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, X-Men, everything is in the MCU. And I'm like, I like the MCU. I don't have time for this. Yeah. I'm happy, though, because, like, Matt, uh, over on his show, was like, okay, so here's X, Y, and Z reasons why Runaways is not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I went, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super not. And it is. Yeah. That one, it, of all the shows that we watch, that one's the one I consider a, a chore. I find it. It wasn't that bad. It was just like, oh, good. I can. Just like with Netflix, I'm like, I'm just gonna hold off for a minute and let's see where all that shakes out with Disney Plus. I I don't have time for this right now. Yeah, that's. I get it. You're gonna give me a thing I love and then you're gonna cancel it. Whatever. Yeah, I get it. I understand. All right, let's get back to some DC. Uh, Let's get to Aquaman. Yeah. Which, by the way, has proven that the DCEU is not dead. Oh God, by far. Affleck or no? Sorry, buddy. Love you. Hey, he helped get it here. Absolutely. Aquaman, worldwide, $1.1 billion. It is the highest grossing DC movie of all time. Mm-hmm. It's past Iron Man domestically. That translates to uh, Dear Jesus money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you you did a little extra uh, digging on some number of things, didn't you? I don't know how to say these things because I'm not a math person, as I as I so eloquently explained last time. Well, they're... they're really rudimentary but they would qualify as stats oh oh okay um, I, I, I don't again, think it's, I've heard anyone say that but doctors it's not 
it's really not hard hard to gather or compute. It's just very it's, right. it's very straightforward stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but adding in the one point one plus figure, uh, it, it does bring you to a new place. And and we speculated about this when we did the first run on the numbers. The first six movies. So for uh, for the DCU, that's all of them. And for the MCU, that's mm-hmm. all of them, including the Avengers, which was a, a high watermark, right? For for honestly, for I mean that that was the Avengers wasn't just like top CBM or top Marvel movie and and box. It, it was it's it's in the top overall made all the money kind of movies, right? Mm-hmm. That that thing went over went over well. Um, and then uh, initially we looked at budget, total box office, return on investment. So. And return on investment for anyone absolutely doesn't know just how much money did you make versus what you spent. To- very simple. Mm-hmm. Again, not not crazy numbers we're running here. Budget for the MCU: one billion, and then about eight million. So one zero zero eight. Um, not actually that crazy for the first six movies. Not a, not a ton of money. Uh, DCEU's budget: one point two six billion. Actually, still not all that crazy, but they did spend a little more. Um, I'm going to talk about inflation here in a second, so don't worry about that. Total. But as, as we did mention, the, some of that was due to previous iterations, like George Miller's uh, Justice League Mortal, that and uh, Wolfgang Peterson's uh, Batman Superman, oh, yeah. yeah, Batman uh, vs Superman budgets, movie that never got off the ground. Yeah, budgets. Unfortunately, for the the purposes of like, how much did this really cost? Include, you know, aborted versions of movies. They, mm-hmm. if you brought in a guy and gave him twenty thousand dollars to do a treatment on a movie that you never used, that goes into the budget. So, total box office, though, for the MCU's first six movies, $3.809 billion. Gangbusters. Return, mm-hmm. on, return on investment of 378%. Made their money. Absolutely. DCEU's first six movies. Now with Aquaman's updated uh, figures of, of 1.1. 1. 4.866 Return on investment of 386%. Mm-hmm. It's over a billion dollars more in the first six movies than the MCU. Yeah. With its 51% average score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I just want to point out, before I say this, that there's some inflation to adjust to. The mm-hmm. DC uh, franchise started in 2013 with Man of Steel. 2008, you get the first movie uh, over in MCU. Now, that's a five-year difference, and five years doesn't sound like much, but it amounts to something around the air of like 1.3, I think. It's, 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 it's a... It's a decent percent in actual inflation. And mm-hmm. I have not calculated these numbers with the inflation for every movie given today's current title. But I promise you this, it's not going to equal over a billion dollars between <laughs> 2008 and now. It's just not. Like, that's not going to mm-hmm. make up that difference. Um, it might make up the difference in the budgetary spending. It might actually make the MCU and the DCU's budget pretty pretty close to neck and neck. Mm-hmm. But the amount that they made, now, nah, now. Nah. So, um, Avengers include Avengers that we all love, Avengers that we all adored. The bottom line is, after the whole, the after all the movies we have, after the our our beloved Avengers, DCU is a failed franchise. My ass. Exactly. That's the bottom line. And look, look, anyone who wants to like you know uh, at us, uh, I believe is the uh, popular parlance. <laughs> yeah. um, anyone who wants to add us. Look, we know that DCEU, DCEU probably wouldn't have made these numbers if it wasn't for the MCU's influence, but by that same token, MCU probably wouldn't exist without, you know, 78 Superman. 
like that that pretty much created between that and 89's Batman that pretty much created the superhero movie genre yeah and then how far do you want to take this I mean do we want to go back to the late 1930s and and who was making what and which company bought which and all that it doesn't matter doesn't matter oh I'm on Twitter they will they will take it there and and if you want to take it there then Superman's gonna win but that's not the point that yeah Superman's always the one Super- <laughs> Superman's the first it's it's, it's- a number one. I mean, you can go Dr. Midnight or something. In fact, there's or... like a good 30 years where you're just looking at like Fawcett and DC. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is a Marvel? Yeah, I know. Um, oh, there's a Captain America there, but that's timely. <laughs> it was, it was like, if you take it back far enough, you can argue as long as you want. There's 80 years of this yeah, stuff, man. Can. We can have, we can have all the conversations you want that are going to devolve into people blocking each other on Twitter. But when you're just and looking at the movies... Marvel versus DC is... Marvel versus DC isn't the point of this anyway. Yeah. But the point of us even bringing up these figures was the same point we had to begin with. Uh, you just... You can't... You cannot trust the divisiveness that you're being fed or the story that you're being fed about either of these franchises. Mm-hmm. They... And... The fans are telling a better story when you actually listen to them. Like, overall, on average, MCU makes more money. And that's because mm-hmm. overall, on average, the general audience rating, a little better. Yeah, they are not as look, divisive a set of films as DCEU. So it, it's, I mean, it's, it's polarizing. And that costs you money when it comes down to box office numbers. But part of the reason I, it costs you money is because you have these outlets talking about how it's divisive and how the numbers are low. And that's the same numbers they created. And it's a freaking, it's a, it's a vortex of, of, of disappointment. That's all it is. Yeah, but in between the, the Affleck news this week mm-hmm. and the Kevin Smith news this week, Mm-hmm. Which I'll get to later. Ooh, yeah. I won't get deep in. I won't get deep into it because of reasons. It's just stupid, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, not saying Kevin Smith is stupid. He does exaggerate shit and apparently get it wrong. It yeah. Sometimes. Um, it, he's not one hundred percent accurate. No, I mean it was a it was a it was a take on the memories that he had of a thing. And yeah, he he didn't write it down and be like, I've got to report this. You know, exactly. No, he didn't he, carry a recorder in with him and and. And, and sort that shit out on t- no man uh, like human memories are flawed and I think that's what happened here absolutely no matter how good you think your memory is I promise you I can prove you wrong probably it is invariably true of the human race but between those two things I saw a lot of a lot of people like stalwart DCEU fans you know saying that the that the franchise is over it's dead. They're not going to go support anything else because Warner Brothers didn't do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because Warner Brothers screwed up and, and didn't get Ben Affleck back, which we don't know what the situation was. We don't know what... we Ben Affleck didn't even said he's never coming back. He just said he's not doing this one. No, and there's something... Kind of. There's something kind in of some of the stuff that. that Kevin Smith says later I'll talk about that, that reflects a little bit on the Ben Affleck stuff. Yeah, okay. And, um... Yeah, so... I, I just... I, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're gonna lose. We're gonna lose some people. But you know, <laughs> actually, was funny is uh, I don't know if you've seen this uh, again. Flightcast Ray mm-hmm. over on Fans Without Borders. He's been arguing with people over that. And have you seen him? Like, when people are like, "I'm never watching another DC movie again." He's like, "I understand. See you at Shazam." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say he's turned "see you" into Shazam right. into like a little catchphrase. We have um, we we damn near have a little like motto for for me and you that's pretty much give them a minute like, uh-huh. like give it a give it a second man all right like it, if you don't we like say one of those if you don't like the tra- <laughs> yeah it changes if you don't like the trailer okay all right well do you like the property overall if you liked where the company's going go spend 15 bucks and watch the movie 
and then judge it. Don't yeah. don't or the people. Oh God, uh, the people this week on the Birds of Prey little little teaser, some uh-huh. some twenty seconds of footage. Just that's the worst. I'm never gonna see this movie. It's ridiculous, dude. It's twenty seconds worth of footage. Twenty seconds that may not be in the movie. It, yeah. It's literally. Oh, it's a definitely teaser. not gonna be in the movie. Like, yeah, it didn't look like it was shot like something's <laughs> gonna be in the movie to me. No, this was, that was yeah, literally it was like character film tests or some yeah. shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> it looked like if you asked a trailer house to come shoot a few co- couple scenes or hey, come shoot twenty seconds worth of video you're excited about. Okay, and they came in and did it. Mm-hmm. But that that hot take mentality of this is my first reaction and I'm not going to do it. All right. The, the people who are at this point saying, well, I don't like what DCU's done. And it's, there is a difference. If if you've been watching all the movies so far, you haven't liked the take, you haven't liked the tone, you don't like the characters the way they're presented, you've watched all of them and you've decided, you yeah, know, I don't like this version of it and you're done with the DCU. All right, I can't help you there. Yeah. But, but the people that have decided, you know, the WB screwed over this or they messed up this one character, so I'm going to boycott the rest of the movies. I can't help you. I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, and I don't know if it's, like, just emotional, reactionary shit, where it's just people freaking out and saying, like, oh, like, I just, I can't help myself. I want I want people to know how upset I am, and I want people to know that I'm not going to take this. Or if it's just, uh, you know, people who legitimately feel like, you know, their 30 followers are going to help them make a real difference in course-correcting an entire movie that doesn't need to be course-corrected, uh, you know, the upper levels of Warner Brothers. There's some of them. I don't know what they're thinking. You know what though? But I what have, I see in this era, is... I've started to hate the phrase "we all know." I've really started mm-hmm. to just deeply hate that phrase because every time someone says it, it's it's got this gaslight feel to it. Like, oh yeah, we yeah, all know absolutely. the DCU was was failing for years. We mm-hmm. all know Snyder tanked the DC movies. No, we don't know that. We we don't all know that. It's, we, 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 we all really know that don't if a woman, we all know that if a woman rides a bicycle too too fast, it'll disjoint her organs and make her sterile. Sure, yeah, we all know that. Yeah, that was a real thing, by the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> back, back in the day, women weren't allowed to ride bicycles. It was a whole thing because it was a thing. Uh, we all we all know that a woman, <laughs> if a woman gets starts acting too crazy, it's she's gone into hysterics and it's because her uterus is wandering throughout her body. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find a place to light. Again, also a real yeah. thing. Check that one out. That's fine. I know. But yeah, look, I, all I see when people are doing all this, like, were people who are completely reasonable that I have seen online who are completely reasonable, and all of a sudden, some kind of news like this comes out, and they're like, the DCEU is dead. I can't do this without Ben. I can't do this because we didn't get the Snyder thing that we wanted. Yeah. I'm sorry, kid. Pick up the scoop of ice cream, throw it in the trash, and put another scoop on your cone. What the <laughs> hell, man? And we're not saying. I'm with you completely. I'm not. We're not saying Pollyanna. <laughs> if you no. listen to any one of our reviews, you know damn well we are seventy percent on average, seventy percent happy about it, thirty percent picking at it. And yeah. that depends on the show. Some of them, it's the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, I don't. I have no problem being honest. If you are, uh, you know, bu- I'm bummed about Ben Affleck. Yeah, also, I'm bummed about Ben Affleck. Like we can, but, like, we're honest about how we feel about a thing, uh, especially on the reviews. But then, if somebody writes in and has it, anybody, if you contact us and have a take that we didn't consider, I promise you, we will reconsider. You know, I'm for that matter. I'm bummed about the Snyder thing. But you know what? From a business standpoint, yeah, I get it. Don't kill Jimmy Olsen. Don't freaking kill Nightwing. Don't. <laughs> 
don't make grim, dark movies that the general populace doesn't want to see. I want to see them because I understand there's a multiverse and I can accept different versions of things. But I mean, but Snyder was Snyder wanted to be have his Nolan films. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be the auteur director who came in and did his certain number of movies, and he thought that Warner Brothers was going to let him do that, and that's not what happened. And they thought they were going to let him do it, but it wasn't what happened. And I'm really sad that it didn't happen, but I get it. <laughs> like, I get how this went tits up. I do. I understand I understand the, the, the logic and the mathematics of what went wrong. But I'm also, I wouldn't like, have done exactly... I, I don't want to... Like I said, I don't want to be Pollyannish. We're, that's not what we're trying to promote here. Don't no, don't, no, no. I, I don't. I don't want to make excuses for things. I mean, it's one thing to do a little bit of headcanon here and there, but but I'm also just I, we're in an era where we're going to go see a Shazam film here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I I have to have some perspective about that. Like I knew I was going to see a Batman film. I knew I was going to see a Superman film. I was excited to hear I was going to see a Wonder Woman film because that hadn't happened before. Yeah. But when you told me there was going to be a DC universe, I'm like, okay, so Batman, Superman, and? Because we know that. That's the easy part. If you told me at some point, well, we're going to have a Suicide Squad, <laughs> okay. Um, oh, by the way, we're going to pull up a Shazam film. Oh, uh, shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. You must be lying. Like, there's no way I would have believed you. <laughs> right. These are, these are times where, I like, think... we, we're not, these movies aren't being forced on us. We get to view this weird yeah. stuff that we sometimes don't like. It's crazy mm-hmm. that we even have the chance. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. I wish it resonated with you. If you do, great. But it's crazy that we even have this shot. There's a Captain Marvel mm-hmm. film and a Shazam film coming out at the same time. If I told you that was going to happen 15 years ago, you literally would have said, is that going to be on Cartoon Network? If mm-hmm. no, Cartoon Network, no, Cartoon Network was around. You would have been so crazy that you would have thought, like, is that going to be like some segment on Space Ghost or what? Like, what you talking about? <laughs> Some segment on Space Ghost. You're like, oh, so they're going to do like an Aqua Tween episode where they're watching on TV and you see that, right? No, no, there's actually going to be mm-hmm. some. But yeah, I, I'm excited for what's happening. I, I'm excited for everything that's coming. I look forward to seeing what is going to be coming. And yeah, I'm bummed that Snyder... I wouldn't have done everything Snyder did. I don't agree with him on everything. Yeah. Go back and watch our reviews. You will see I do not. But... I would have liked to have seen his his. Uh, I like Zack Snyder. I'm a Zack Snyder fan. Yeah. You, Jason will will probably hopefully remember. Uh, years ago when we roomed together, mm-hmm. we were watching uh, the Ultimate Edition of uh, Watchmen, mm-hmm. and I actively said, "Dude, Zack Snyder needs to do Justice League." Yeah, you were excited about how he could do a big group thing and really make it meaningful. Yeah, and his cinematography is always confirmation. Been, that's just fucking out of this world. This was like 2011. This is before Man of Steel was 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 said to be a thing. Yeah. So it was a real thing, and it's, it's still funny. Like one of those Watchmen was one of those things where um, you kind of said, "Well, I've never seen that," and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna strap you to a chair, and this is happening." Yeah, I saw the theatrical version and enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, and I was like, "Well, you know, they, they, you know, there was a lot cut out," and you were like, "No, dude, no, Ultimate Edition. <laughs> I've, got, I've got this three-hour version." <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I still remember calling you and being like, man of steel, Zack Snyder it's happening. Yeah. Um, it was exciting. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, it's perfectly okay to be a huge fan of somebody and not agree with every choice they make in a story sense or, or even in a directing sense. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about this, uh, for now. Uh, Aquaman 2. We'll have plenty of Deadline's time. reporting. Yeah. Deadline's reporting that, um, 
that uh, James, they're trying to get James Wan back in the director's chair. Obviously, they're talking about doing Aquaman 2. There's no way they're not going to do an Aquaman 2. <laughs> it, yeah, it would be... What's the word? Derelict is maybe the word I want. <laughs> Derelict. Yeah. It would just be wholly negligent, completely ridiculous. <laughs> wholly irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this Shazam trailer, this Shazam teaser, because mm-hmm. we haven't gotten the full and final trailer that they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. I had a high uh, for, for Shazam. Bowl, but... Oh well. Yeah. Instead, I got a boring so, ass game. Uh huh. That's what I hear. Yeah, it was. Of course, all of them would have been boring to me. You heard correctly. I'm not a game guy. No. No, you're not. But so very boring. Did you catch that the kids changed who are walking into the what is it the is it the Rock of Eternity? Yeah. Okay. Is did you notice that Billy is? We see Billy walking in, and then we cut to another kid walking in. <laughs> no, from behind. I didn't yeah. catch that. Oh, it's a different kid. It's a different kid. Go back and look. No, I only got to watch the I teaser it, on my phone, like on a break at work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Savannah. Oh, fun! Like I think it's Savannah walking in, and we see the de- seven deadly sins on um on his left. Mm-hmm. Uh, pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Uh. In in the in the books, there, uh, you know this, but you know I, I've been told that we don't explain things well ah. for people who don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that they're basically just demons. Yeah, they're, it's like the seven deadly sins inhabited by demons. Yeah, or demon or within demons that can inhabit different I mean, people. Come on, you've all um, seen the movie Seven. Yeah, except in demon form. Right. That's what's going on. Instead of just creepy-ass Kevin Spacey. Right. So, Billy running off of that roof and screaming Shazam, getting hit by the lightning and flying away might be my favorite shot in the DCEU so far. Maybe even my favorite shot in any comic book movie. I, I completely agree. I, I, dude, I was pulling people over. Like, I, that was another one. I, I watched it at work, because as soon as I saw mm-hmm. it, it popped up on a feed somewhere, and I went, oh, crap, you know, and, and hit it, and uh, turned to basically the next person or I didn't care I grabbed the next person watch this yeah you know, I was I was uh, I was just dragging people like, watch this shot just here just watch the first yeah. 15 seconds just trust me trust me actually no I was at your house the one when, when it first dropped and I told you I was like holy shit the Shazam thing dropped and we looked oh, it up and we, right. you kept rewinding it you kept rewinding it to that spot where he jumps off the roof you're right <laughs> yeah we, had, we we experienced that one together yeah that was true that was a bad day it was a bad day. But I do remember that now. And then when I went to work, I actually was showing other people because I was still so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was good. The fun part was, uh, like, I, a couple people I showed that I, – I literally I showed a couple people that. And I, I really did probably show about a dozen people. And at least two of the people that I showed, just that one little shot went, okay, well, I got to go see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I loved uh, on April 5th, he's not so serious. I – uh I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Um, I heard a lot of people talking about this, and I do. I, I didn't catch it the first couple of times. I just didn't think about it. But Savannah and Shazam fighting very very much did look like Man of Steel. So I will echo that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Like It looks like it's referencing that. Uh, best part for last, real estate agent, a layer? Yes, if you have a location on a cliff, a castle-esque oh, type thing. Fan, overlooking yeah, some water. That was great. Overlooking some water, splashing on rocks yeah. and stuff, then we'll take that. Yeah, the little fist bump off, <laughs> kind of off screen. That's uh, good stuff. Oh, this this movie's already charmed me. Mm-hmm. Just charmed me to death. Mm-hmm. 
Can't wait for it. Uh, Birds of Prey teaser trailer. You want to talk about that? This little teaser video that's not even a trailer? I mean, I, I was about as neutral as I could possibly be. Really? Yeah. I I, I didn't get super excited about anything, and I, again, I just... Mm-hmm. There was nothing in there that struck me as negative. I just kind of felt, okay, well, that all looks fine. It, it, it was like I heard someone's preliminary report and was like, okay, well, that's about what I was hoping for, I guess. You have no real... <laughs> You don't really have anything for me now. Get back to me later. Oh, you had a preliminary report, huh? Yeah. See, I just saw the thing pop up and went, is that Harley? Is that that's Harley? Oh. That, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I, had, but, I did have the same um, reaction as far as like going through the feed. And was that freaking Harley Quinn? Oh, this is real. Mm-hmm. But I, so, it, it's like I ended the 20 seconds and my, my first thought was, well, you know, get back to me when you have more. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Um, I watch this thing. We we see like quick clips of different people. We get Montoya drinking. Rosie Perez is Montoya drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get like close-ups of the R-rated Cassandra Kane cast. Like she her her arms in a cast. We get Black Canary holding Harley's bat. Um, mm-hmm. Black Canary holding a friggin' microphone, which you know syncs with versions of the character. Who she? I like the idea that uh, Journey Smollett Bell is going to be a singer, Black Canary, because she actually is a singer in real life. And I've heard some hubbub, some people suggesting that hopefully they will uh, they will do sort of like uh, what DC Comics did and release EP like an EP or something of uh, this Harley Quinn singing. I, that would be really cool. That might be. I like. I, yeah, that might be a lot of fun. I love seeing Harley with a martini. I loved like just her general attitude, the way she was acting, uh, felt very uh, on point. I thought Black Canary looked good, looked badass. Um, honestly, the long black coat on Huntress definitely gave me a bit of a CW back when it was the WB Ashley Scott Helena Wayne Birds of Prey flashback, like. I was like, no, no. Um, <laughs> I've watched just. I've just watched about four minutes of that show and just kind of laughed at how camp it was <laughs> and turned it off. Yes, yeah, it's, it's camp. And, and just thought, uh, some other day. I I haven't seen it since it aired. I own it on DVD. I haven't seen it since it aired. I do remember really liking Harley Quinn on that show. Okay, well, that's something to try for. It was, uh, I can't remember her real name, Sloan from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No idea. Uh, yeah, she was pretty good. Uh, wish I could remember her name. But anyway, um, I got a little bit of that, and I totally get, like, Brent on Fans Without Borders was saying this, and I, like, cheered in the car mm-hmm. while I was listening to it, because I had the same reaction, like, about the, like, I totally got the, uh, the the feeling, you know, those those awful dare to defy commercials that CW puts out. Yeah, <laughs> I got that feeling. Yeah, dare to defy, dare to defy. I can see that like <laughs> slow motion thing. But you know what? Oh, the same one. Uh, um, they it's another song they use. The <laughs> why don't you just meet me in the middle? I- no, no, that's a Target commercial. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's that too. But I, I've seen That's that. a Target commercial. No, no, I've seen that on the CW a few times as like a uh, one of the promos. And then I actually heard, okay. I was in a store somewhere and heard that on the radio and looked over and was like, and I actually asked the clerk, is that a real song? Oh, dude, that's, yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> that's a real thing? Uh, what, what is it, Megan Trainer? Is that right? I don't know. I literally told the guy, I was like, dude, I thought that was just <laughs> shit they played between episode, like between scenes in The Flash. 
And he kind of laughed. He was like, no, nah, man, that's a, that's a real thing. Man, I got to catch up on Arrow. I was like, oh, dude, first six seasons on Netflix. You'll be fine. Oh, that's good to know. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I, I'm down with what they're doing. I love the music. It sounded very 80s. I understand it was a, it's a, from a 2009 German band. Um, I did write a lot it of stuff. Oh, a new era 80s by, uh, these days. by Moderat. Whatever. Okay. I'll probably add that on Spotify because I liked it. Um, Fair enough. Everybody looked dope. I, and I think this was a smart move. I like I liked seeing Zaz with his blonde hair. I, I, I liked seeing Ewan McGregor. I don't know if he's going to have the black mask proper or if he's just going to be Roman. Um, I don't either. There's a lot of hubbub that this might be the first part of a trilogy. I mean, it could so be. maybe he'll be black mask proper by the time they get to supposedly uh, Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens because that's what they're talking about. They're talking about... Like, I've, I've heard reports from reputable sources mm-hmm. who have that it's going to be Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. then uh, Gotham City Sirens, and then finally Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens. Mm-hmm. That that's what they're looking at if Birds of Prey is uh, popular or is, is, is a hit. And it will be because it's Harley freaking Quinn. Right. And... Also, the uh, the main antagonist in this movie is going to be McGregor, who's going to act the ever living mm-hmm. hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. I liked his costume. He does. Looks flashy. But it, it all just looks very eighties. Yeah, but his I, I I the one second we have with him, I kind of like I saw a freeze frame of that and thought, yeah, he looks predictably and wonderfully smug. I like that. <laughs> That's gangsta yeah. smug. I like that. Mm-hmm. This guy who knows he's got um, people where he needs to have them. Yeah, I, I I think what they did here is they were playing around and they said, you know what, we're going to put this thing out because we're going to get out in, in front of all of these set pictures. That are, and they've, they they already started started to trickle in before they released this. And yeah. they've, it's been a downpour ever since because now, you know, now they're going to be filming outside. Now they're not going to be on a studio. Right. Uh, and I think it's better to get out in front of that and say, look, this is what it looks like in motion with lighting. Right. Because apparently that's a, that's, that is a lesson the internet never remembers is that, oh, hey, by the way, there's going to be cinematography and lighting and shit. I have not learned not, the idea of It's going to look like somebody's yet. shitty iPhone. No. No, that, that's completely lost on a lot of them. So in that vein, I think it looks fine. I think it looks good. Um, the look has grown on me. I've watched that trailer like 15, 20 times. Uh, enjoyed it more every time. Good. They've had, uh, you know, uh, pictures come out from uh, like the um, the costume design uh, designer Erin Benock. Uh, she worked on um, oh, what's that? What's that movie? Uh, A Star Is Born. Uh, it looks very much like her. The she also worked on the Neon Demon. This reminds me a lot of Neon Demon. Mm. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think it was smart to try to get out in front of some of this stuff that's coming out because, you know, just cats out of the bag. We know what's shooting. Hmm. Things are popping up. Yeah. Um, and actually, I do. I, I don't. Set photos you have just to just actively me. work against at this point. You you are right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, have, you, have you seen the thing about the exotic animals? No. that No. No. I got nothing. What? There is a set picture of Harley in a pet shop called Murray's Exotic Animals. Mm-hmm. And everyone's freaking out. As soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit, is it the hyenas? Is it it Bud and Lou? Is it Bud and Lou? I did see something about about Bud and Lou. I did. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, cast members put out like their set, their their uh, you know uh, their stunt doubles in uh, freaking roller derby gear mm-hmm. because there's uh, that is just fantastic to me. Like that just sings of Harley Quinn. I've got a roller derby Harley Quinn like on my desk right above my head. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I, I'm excited about this movie. Even even if I did have a quick acid flashback of of, not, of early 2000s airing after Smallville Birds of Prey. Fair enough. All right, so let's jump over to um, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Patty is saying that she uh, doesn't want to do another do- uh, another period piece, so it, the third Wonder Woman is probably going to be uh, contemporary. Uh, if she's coming back, she's not set to come back. Um, Naturally, yeah. So I thought that was that was nice. She got a lot of uh, flack though for saying. Um, someone asked her if she would want to do a Justice League sequel, and she says the Justice League movie. I find those movies to be extremely challenging. I think they're fantastic when they're well done, but taking on all of those characters at the same time in the timeline, I sort of hope that we don't do a Justice League movie for a little while. Because I think that each of those characters were really great, and I'm super excited to see each of their movies. I want to see Aquaman 2, and I want to see Flash, but you never know. Uh, I would never say never, but I think everybody should have a moment to shine right now. She got a lot of flack. like she, they, People feeling like she kind of shit on Justice League when she was like, when they're done well. Well, yeah, I enjoyed what we got, but I expected a lot worse based on the reports. Yeah. And uh, But Justice League was not a great movie. It could have been. yeah i mean there were improvements that definitely could have been made on that movie it was it was clearly not the best foot forward that the studio had to offer i mean that's the one thing that i I think is objectively true and if if nothing else i say because mustache right you can't tell me this was the thing they had planned because mustache (laughs) and i i really i enjoyed the movie man i i've watched it a few times, uh, happily, I intend to watch it again and expect to be happy. I just, you can't mm-hmm. tell me this is the, the best thing they had planned. And I no. do agree with her, though. It, it Letting letting these characters have some room to breathe, actually finally getting out some solo films that we've been waiting on for, God, like three or four years now, like The Flash. I, I kind of agree with her. Let, them, let the characters breathe a little bit and then see what space that opens mm-hmm. up and, and maybe dig into it. That, that, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, looks like James Gunnison talks to direct the uh, Suicide Squad relaunch. The single writing. thing we hoped for. Thank you. Yeah, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I uh, No controversy here. Nope. I'm down. Done. Done and done. Sign um, it. The reports say there's going to be a mostly all-new cast of characters and actors. Down with that. That's the Suicide Squad. That's what happens. Yeah, it does not <laughs> have to be those people. They Normally, their, they, their... they bring in a couple of legacy people. Yeah to mentor or whatever or just say hey here's the job don't don't veer or you're gonna get killed and good luck right and this i'm gonna echo the same thing i've heard literally everyone i've heard who's talked about it keep viola davis keep waller that's the one thing that does have to say though it's her program it doesn't have to you can have a lila michaels I mean, you can but <laughs> when you something. think of suicide squad you think amanda waller yeah very close word association. Well, I mean, when you think of you know Shield, you think of Nick Fury, but you know sometimes they got that guy with the red hair. That's I mean, his I, name I can never remember. I get it. I get it. 
The guy with the beard, you know, that I don't know. But, all right, well, two things stand out. One, uh, Viola Davis did a great uh-huh. job. They made an interesting character. Uh, she won me over when she shot her entire crew. Oh, so brutal. Oh, it was so brutal. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it, was, it was such a character-building scene. Um, no matter what you think of that movie, that scene makes the movie. If there is a movie to be had, that scene made it. Oh, that's, that scene was uh, that seems incredible. Um, also... I don't think we're ever going to get a Deadshot standalone. I just, and I just, in my gut, I don't believe that's ever going to happen. So part of me says, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how much you have to keep or lose or whatever, but <laughs> Viola Davis and Will Smith, try to keep those two. Try to keep those yeah. two involved in this film. A Deadshot movie, that's one wish that Will Smith won't grant. No. <laughs> <laughs> get it? Because he's the genie in the live action Aladdin. In, in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, him and Oprah's under-your-seat combined powers could not grant that. <laughs> you ain't never had a friend like him, indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I hate myself. I, I really hate myself sometimes. I'm sad about us right now, but it's okay. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood Reporter says that... Uh, Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder are going to be serving as executive producers on this this relaunch of the Suicide Squad. It's actually called The Suicide Squad so far. Um, and Charles Roven and Peter Safran are going to be producers. Um, I don't actually expect the Snyders to really have much of anything to do with it. I just think their name's going to be on it, if, yeah, if I'm that, being completely honest. That's how it is sometimes with that title. I think they're listed there because, you know... They were listed there. It's not a it's not a reboot of the original Suicide Squad. It's a relaunch. So, um, but hey, maybe maybe uh, you know if James Gunn is writing and directing, if he does in fact direct, as it's being reported, he most likely will. Um, he does have a relationship with Zack Snyder. Hmm. They are friends. So I didn't know that, but it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think he wrote. Um, I think it was. Um, his, uh, I think, Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, James wrote it. Huh. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. And I could be. But, um... No. I'll look it up. How are you typing? Go ahead. I'll look it up like a bastard. Hit it up. <laughs> um, yeah, screenplay by James Gunn. There you go. By Zack Snyder. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it! Yeah. It makes sense either way, though. And, uh, Actually, you know, you, we should you should check that one out for a uh, nice little Ty Burrell moment. Mm. If you know Modern Family, might be kind of fun for you. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, uh, they, blah, blah, blah. yeah, that does not necessarily mean the Snyder's are going to be actively involved in any capacity. Yeah, no, I mean, they know each other, so they he might get some advice or something from from Zach. But you yeah. know, James is a big a big boy. Producer credits are some of the strangest. To, mm-hmm. to interpret like they can mean a literal a, a, very little or very much I, it's it's hard especially to tell. executive producer credits mm, yeah because that essentially means you were in some cases that just means you were attached to the film when somebody else grabbed it and it has nothing to do with you now but it, mm-hmm. you were there at the moment before and good luck and godspeed but yeah. my name will be the third one seen on that screen damn it See Tim Burton's name on Batman Forever. Yeah. <laughs> Executive producer Tim Burton. No, no, the hell he wasn't. He was just like, yeah, whatever y'all want to do. I don't care. He would have put in a credit that said, no, no, I was not. If he, if someone had given him like 10 minutes in the editing room to sneak that in. Yep. 
So uh, it's also been reported that August 6th, 2021 is the expected uh, theater date for The Suicide Squad. That'll be a quick and fun summer there. Now look, it's being reported though that before they uh, before he settled on The Suicide Squad, Warner Brothers offered James Gunn a couple of different things. Either Suicide Squad, Super Pets, mm-hmm. or a Man of Steel sequel, or a Superman movie. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. um, seen a lot of hubbub, a lot of uh, yeah yeah about not Abdul Mateen, mm-hmm. but a lot of people complaining. Why would they give James Gunn a Superman movie? That's this just proves that they, no. Think about it. Go back and look. This is what the report's saying. They're talking about a Superman sequel. That was the good catch. <laughs> Don't be mad because the guy you didn't want decided not to do the thing. They are talking about a Superman Re- sequel. That was a good catch. What was on the table? Yeah, it's still active. <laughs> it's still and active. We had Cavill come out. Like there were all these. Like do you know? Do you know Revenge of the Fans? Yeah, Revenge of the Fans with uh, what's his name? Um, Mario Robles. 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 I, I don't know. Robles. He was. Revenge of the Fans published a report that said that part of what was, you know, uh, holding up Man of Steel 2, which I hope to God is called Man of Tomorrow. Anyway. Please. Right? Right? Um, (laughs) The hang up on Man of Steel 2 is because Cavill is demanding all this shit. Suddenly he's Edward Norton. (laughs) He's demanding director and script approval. He wants a producer credit. He, you know, wants all this shit. Um, Collider actually said, you know what? We're going to nip this in the bud. They went straight to Cavill's team and said, hey, can you let us know? If, is this really happening? And they were like, nope, that is patently inaccurate. There's no truth to this. Like, they just out and out said, nope. Um, so that's nice. Uh, now, Henry Cavill posted a thing on like Instagram where he's like working out with his giant like wax statue. Or maybe it's not wax. I don't know what kind of Some damn kind statue, of statue it was. But it's a... It is a giant Superman statue. Right. It's him. It's his version of Superman. Yeah. And and none of that is a coincidence. He knows exactly what he's doing. The man is still firmly Superman. They're just looking to see who who would be the best. Uh, I think they're honestly just looking to see who would be the best person to do it. And yeah. they don't know yet. Cavill's a busy dude after... Uh, What's it? Uh, Mission Impossible? You, you can tell. I don't follow that. <laughs> yeah. He's got <laughs> The Witcher coming up. Yeah. The Witcher. He's a busy guy. He does. So they're he, not going to say, like, hey, by the way, I'm doing the Superman suit. Because everyone's going to be like, when? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, we don't have a director. We don't have a script. We don't. They're going to get that shit in place before they start saying, like, hey, guess who's back in the saddle? Yeah. All right. So this, uh, this, this bit with Kevin Smith mm-hmm. and what he said on his show, uh, Fat Man Beyond. He talks about um, Justice League. He talks about going over to Europe. He talks to uh, some of the people who worked on both versions of Justice League, both the Snyder and the Joss Whedon version. Which uh, he was, uh, he had a lot of uh, a lot of glee over them calling it Justice League. Uh, like spend more time on Twitter, uh, Kevin. But <laughs> yeah, so I've been seeing that shit for months, over a year. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I like Kevin Smith. I just, I think he got, uh, a little, uh, overzealous with his retelling of some of this stuff. Um, because he was saying that, like, one of the things he saw was, uh, 
Alfred, you know, is talking to the guy and says, uh, let's hope you're not too late. And they're like, oh, that was Green Lantern. I think the crew is mi- mixing it up a little bit because in the deleted scene on the Justice League Blu-ray, we can see that it's Henry Cavill without a mustache. Mm, yeah. So, um, but they did shoot a Green Lantern sequence with green lights that was outside of the lake house. It was supposed to be Kilowog and uh, Tomar Ree. Um, so, yeah, I think there was, there were some things and... Um, he does lay out a lot of what he said was right. Uh, like Jim Lee came and did beat boards for a three-part uh, Justice League uh, trilogy, and um, Stephen Which, Colbert. God, that sounds amazing oh, by itself. Oh, absolutely. Stephen Colbert over at uh, Screen Rant. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> um, he actually did like he did an article what Smith got right and wrong, um, and it's I'm not going to go over it all, but. Um, Either way, when you look at all the stuff Smith did get right, you're going to be sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um, you're going to be sad that we didn't get it. Um, the third Justice League movie would be would have been the nightmare sequence, the, or the nightmare, uh, or a version of the nightmare uh, scene that we got in BVS, except uh, supposedly Batman wouldn't have been there because Batman kills himself, sacrifices himself in the second Justice League, taking out Darkseid. We're trying to take out dark side. Right. Um, Final crisis style. Right. And and we know from, you know, uh, Snyder's admissions that, uh, you know, he just put out that shirt, the suicide awareness shirt that had like the, the little cryptographs and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, we know from that and people guessing and him confirming uh, Batman would have sacrificed himself uh, for Lois and, uh, and uh, Lois and Clark would have had a child and named him Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingdom there was like Snyder. Yeah, Snyder had a plan. It was a whole big thing. <laughs> yeah, it was about eight yeah, hours worth uh, of screen, probably. Mm-hmm. But there was also stuff in there that, like, clearly the 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 crew remembered it and was like, oh, we were going to get this. And then like Snyder was like, well, I has already said if you follow Snyder on Vero or whatever, Snyder's like, I wasn't going to include that. Like we had, I decided. So even if we get a Snyder cut for Justice League, certain things that we expect to be in there are not going to be in there because Snyder had said, "I don't want that. I don't want to do that." After all, um, and that's yeah. the way filmmaking goes. Yeah, and there's a little bit of human memory, I think, involved. Mm-hmm. Some three years almost from photography. And this is not just hearsay. This is like hearsay, hearsay. Yeah. Like this is like a crew. The crew members remembering, like, I remember Snyder did this. I think we we're going to do this. And oh yeah, man. Bit of a great round effect. We shot this. Top. Yeah, dude, totally. We shot this, and like, that doesn't mean it was going to be in the movie. It doesn't mean Snyder. I mean, some movies are made in the editing bay. Yeah. Suicide Squad, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right. yeah, I, I I don't think that any of what uh, Kevin Smith said was an absolute uh, recounting of everything we missed or everything we, we were definitely going to get. Uh, like I said, I do like Kevin Smith. I do like his show. Uh, or I, I liked it a lot more when it was like the interviews. I haven't kept up with it when it was just like everything geeky and we just calling it Batman things. Yeah, no, I had, but um, I kind of trail off a little bit too. Well, I try to keep myself free of some spoilers, you know. And they'll just come right out and tell you who died on Game of Thrones. And I don't. I'm like, I might go back and watch it. Damn it! <laughs> One day, who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, I it's, did it's, it's, kind of get. I don't know. I, I was a little unimpressed with one thing that was in that that version. Uh-huh. And like I said, uh, it's probably 
it's probably a lot true, but not def definitely not all true. And and even then, there's going to be some steps removed where the information got a little mixed up. And then beyond that, there's just going to be stuff that even if it was exactly the way they remember it, Snyder maybe shot thinking maybe I'll try it, maybe I won't. We'll see. In, we'll see when we get in post. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like we, we don't we don't know exactly what version. And put it also through this though, the Kevin Smith filter of he knows what he's doing. He he knows the ins and outs of of making a movie, man. I mean, he he could see through some of that. So it's probably mm -hmm. it's a lot better information than we would have gotten from from anybody else, maybe. But he really does mm -hmm. know that industry, and he he really does know these characters well enough. He probably gave us not a bad glimpse. No, I mean, if when you look at the if you look at the Screen Rant article that uh, Colbert wrote, um, Kevin Smith doesn't get a lot of stuff wrong. Like he's he's pretty close. Yeah. Um, I do think the there one, is some stuff that's kind of misleading, but I don't think maybe. it's on purpose. But something that if, if they did have it right, uh, I think I really would have been disappointed with is they were going to go a little bit injustice on the third leg of this movie. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I don't think I would have cared about that at all. I don't think, I don't think that's fair. Like, I don't think the injustice thing is fair. I think anybody like, Oh man, alternate weird future storyline. That's injustice. That's not injustice. Like, no, not weird. Not future injustice, like, the, at all. They were kind of implying that it was like Superman decides to take things into his own, uh, into his, into his own hands and, and decide what's right, what's right and wrong for people, which would fit yeah. though. I mean, it's not crazy to think that's where he might've been going because he's been toying with the theme of Superman having moral control, uh, that humans didn't have over him. Like it, that's the mm -hmm. whole point of the Senate procedures that were happening in BVS. Yeah. It's a, it's a theme he'd been playing with for a while. If he developed it into that, it wouldn't have surprised me, but I think mm -hmm. I would have been a little bored by it. If like, nothing else, I, I because get... I've seen the injustice games storyline and, yeah. and seen probably 10 hours of that. And I thought it was great and I've done it. Well, I mean, Snyder has said that injustice was, uh, an inspiration at the very least. Yeah. Um, but it also it also feels a lot like Brave New Metropolis. It feels more like Brave New Metropolis, honestly, to me, which was way before Injustice, um, where uh, I remember it from Superman the Animated Series. If it predates that from some comic book or something, I apologize for not knowing that. I, I know someone out there is out there books. making you know tallying how wrong I am. But <laughs> I'm <laughs> so with you. I don't know. remember it having a comic book precedent either. Yeah, but uh, Brave New Metropolis. Title. Lois gets uh, pulled into a, a parallel dimension where Lois had died and Superman didn't save her and decided to uh, join forces with Lex Luthor and completely, like, rule the world. And it was just real, like, uh, 1984, you know, savage. Superman's in charge of everything. He's a dictator. Right, right you know street urchins <laughs> or the resistance kind of thing right right um so it felt it felt a lot like that uh i get why everyone says it injustice but it didn't feel quite like injustice to me but um you know snyder says injustice so whatever i don't like i would have loved to have seen it like i said oh, there I was will, a lot of stuff will, with dark side there were hints of that green lantern stuff uh, there was a lot in there mm -hmm. that I really thought, oh, man, we missed a lot. And there was just a couple things where I thought, eh, I would, I wouldn't have maybe cared for that that much. Yeah, I, I, um, I gotta say, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the auteur director's uh, predilection for killing Batman or making it seem like he's dead and not being Batman anymore. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> get that. Like what the hell is that about? Um, oh, that at least let him be an old man with Terry McGinnis running around as Batman. Come on. Yeah, 
Now, all right, that gets to something, though. Um, on the hills of the bat flake news, uh-huh. it did make me wonder, if that was his plan, you know, Af- it, if that was his plan the entire time, Affleck, when he was talking about the role, was only signed up for a, a small run at that point. Mm-hmm. If you're having that initial conversation with him, you're telling him, I'm planning on doing this, and this, this, and this with your character. And Snyder did have all this mapped out. I mean, there literally are conversations about people saying, no, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the map. I've seen the, the, the wires and the, you know, the yarn and the pins and the, uh, yeah. if that's what he had planned out, Affleck kind of already has done his, you know, from his viewpoint, he's already kind of done his bit. The mm-hmm. rest of the, like the, basically the, almost the, second half or at least the majority of it kind of changed it's not it's no longer what he signed up for yeah and and you it's know, gotten to was... the point where it's almost at the length that he signed up for to begin with so he's kind of yeah for him maybe he's not he doesn't feel like he's really skipping out on that much and the thing that he signed up for is over and he was still doing it after that where it was like okay well i guess we're not going to do um the five-part story, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to, they're going to let me direct a, my own Batman movie. So that's pretty dope. And then that falls through. Yeah. He can't get that done. Um, and I, I still think that he was still planning on holding on to Toby Emmerich said he wants to do a flashpoint movie. I think he was probably like, you know what? That could be really dope. I could, you know, be Batman for like two scenes and then, you know, have, uh, what's his face? Uh, whose name I can't remember. Uh, Negan, from Walking Dead, come in and play my dad again, and he's uh, like that Batman. And then Jeffrey they, they didn't do that either. And I, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, I thought Thomas Hayden Church, and I knew that wasn't right. But it's and, got three uh, names, and they sound strong. So. <laughs> exactly. I thought that guy, and then I was like, nope. And then I was like, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. No, that can't be right either. No, no, I didn't think of him, but I did think of the guy that played MacGyver. Oh, Richard Dean Anderson. Sure, okay. <laughs> I was like, Richard Dean Anderson? No, that's not him. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Well, I don't I don't have confirmation on that. I'm just saying there were a few different plans that, that looked like they were going to happen. And I think Ben was just like, you know what? No, we're not going to keep doing this. I'm, I'm gone. Maybe. But he might, be, he might come back for some reason. Like, I think he might. I mean, he's still doing stuff yeah. for uh, Warners and whatnot. So he might... Uh, pop up and just be like, "Hey, you know what? I like this script. Let's do this. I will play Batman in this thing." Yeah. Hell, I've heard reports that he was still contractually on board for uh for a couple, and uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't re- I really don't. I, yeah. I don't know what that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like. He might be still going through a rough time. Want to do something else? Uh. Somebody said, of course, plans, I think plans for another accountant he wants to work out. Oh no. His his um his contract might be one of those one for you one for me type of thing. So Maybe. yeah, he might have have a uh, have an independent under his belt that he needs to get to and then be able to come back to the who right. knows I don't know or that he's gonna fight for before he comes back for it. Yeah yeah. So anyway, I'll put a link to the uh, the Colbert uh, Colbert however you say that name. I always want to call him Colbert. I know that's not right. Um. I'll put a link to his uh, his Colbert, article as well as Colbert, but yeah, I'll put a link to the Kevin Smith podcast. Uh, it's about the thirty four minute mark, and uh, and also the Screen Rant article. Um, this isn't DC news, but it kind of is because I think it solidifies that Zack Snyder's done with Warner Brothers for the you know really. Uh, Snyder's doing a zombie movie called Army of the Dead for Netflix. 
Um, Netflix bought it off of Warner Brothers. Um, Zach seems pretty happy. He says this is, uh, you know, there are no handcuffs on me at all with this one. Um, Telling a little line. Telling a little line, yeah. And uh, he and his wife are going to be making this thing. And it's going to be set during a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas and see a man who brings together a group of mercenaries to venture into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Okay. Snyder came up with the story. Uh, Joby Harold is pinning. Apparently it's going to have a significant budget, whatever that means, and start filming this summer. I don't know what that means and, for Netflix. Uh, I really don't know what that means for Netflix. That's exactly what I was getting at. I don't I don't know. But um, Zach did say, box, I thought this man. was... They are. Zach said, I thought There's this no, was a like, good palate cleanser. I think it was philosophy about the Chinese box. And, you know, you, it goes in and you don't know it, if you understand it on the other side. I guess that makes sense. But you don't know what the hell actually mm-hmm. went in and came out. I don't know. <laughs> All right. It's, it's okay, confusing. Jason. It's okay. confusing. Uh, Zach said he thought it was going to be a, this is going to be a good palate cleanser to really dig in with both hands and make something fun and epic and crazy and bonkers in the best possible way. He says, I love to honor canon and the works of art, but this is the opportunity to find a purely joyful way to express myself through a genre. It will be the most kick-ass, self-aware, but not a wink-to-the-camera way, balls-to-the-wall zombie freak show that anyone has ever seen. No one's ever let me completely loose like this. <laughs> I can't. I am so excited about it. That does sound fun. Like, you have no idea how I saw that I he was getting this. a zombie film, and my first thought was like, oh, that's going to be that's gonna be grotesque. <laughs> in all the best ways yeah hey, yes give me give me this let's do this alright so uh, there were a bunch of uh, rumblings about a, uh, a Batman Beyond animated movie that Warner Brothers was cooking up to try to like answer to uh, Spider-Man into, into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. uh, Will Friedle even got excited and said he wanted to play Terry again I would absolutely love to see that absolutely I'm on board for that mm-hmm. except Umberto Gonzalez said he has reached out to everyone and everyone has said that is not true we are not working on an animated Batman Beyond movie mm. <laughs> like he says to be extra sure it was checked and shot down at Warner Animation Group on feature side DC Films and WB Animation on TV side no one is touching this thing god I would love that I, I would I I don't know what analytics they're privy to that I, uh, that seem so adverse to common sense but yeah it, it does seem like something that would work <laughs> then again we are two people who are like 10 movies behind in the animated universe uh-huh and uh, and most of them we've thought well that looks fantastic and still haven't watched them uh-huh that's true that's right it's it's just time just time but if they put out a batman beyond movie that looked anything like into the spider verse i'd be there in a heartbeat I would stop I in the middle of this podcast right now and go see it. <laughs> if there was a tweet right now, hey, by the way, this got released. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jason, uh, wrap this up, man. <laughs> Can you tie a bow in this? I gotta go. Um. Yeah. So uh, I, I love Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker is uh, like right up there with Mask of the Phantasm for me. It's just the masterpieces. You know, is this fantastic? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would, I absolutely go see that thing. And what's one of the reasons I keep mentioning, like, maybe Ben will come back and play old Bruce Wayne for a Batman Beyond movie. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, on to DC TV. We got a little bit of DC TV stuff here. Uh, at the, uh, the TCA, the, um, Critics Association, we got some footage of Batman revealed. Mm Mm-hmm. And this Chris E. Hayner character 
on Twitter just said, we just saw the first footage of Batman in the series finale along with full-on Penguin and Riddler. Is is it David in the suit in the series finales? Uh, in the series finale, yes and no. They said he's done some stuff in the suit. The face under the cowl is him and we'll hear his Batman growl, but the Batman is built on someone over six feet tall. That sounds exactly like what I thought it would. Yeah. They're just retrofitting him for the part. Uh-huh. That sounds pretty great. That sounds fine. I mean, they um, they couldn't have been giving the guy steroids for the last few years. No. He can only grow so long. Yeah. He can only grow so long. So long. <laughs> tall? So high. So tall. It's also long if you stretch him out. I guess so. Not really Batman. He needs to be stretched out that way, though. <laughs> Over to the Arrowverse shows. Every DCCW show has been renewed. All of them. Every one of All them. All of them. Uh, the CW president was talking about a crisis on infinite earths. He said it's going to be the biggest, most complicated crossover yet. It better be. It's, it's what he said last time. It better be. I mean, well, he hasn't been wrong. He hasn't. He really hasn't, but that is what he said last time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, What's your first thought, by the way, when the, you, all right, hmm? you probably had a couple thoughts when you read that the CW, all of them have been renewed. First one was probably, oh, oy vey. Yeah, there was know? enough. There, yeah, there was enough. Like know, there was a there was a forced uh, exhale. Yeah, because it's a lot. It's not like I don't enjoy these shows when I actually get to watch them. But the the bulk of them sitting in my queue of things to do every week is is cumbersome, man. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And I again going back to what we said earlier, it's a gift that we have this opportunity. But at the same time, there's only so much time in a day, and yeah. it does become like a thing you have to plan around. And it's 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 one of those things where like I'm weak. So I will watch the thing that I want to watch and let the others back up. So it'll mm. be like, I'm caught up on Arrow. I've got four episodes of Supergirl to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes it'll be like, Super- Supergirl's been pretty good. But I have 14 Legends of Tomorrow episodes. Yeah. It'll be like one of those types of situations. Uh, speaking of Legends, the second thought I had among all of them was, oh, hell, I didn't think they were going to get Legends. We get more Matt Ryan. Fantastic. Maybe. We don't know if he's coming back. We don't. I don't know what his contract says. But I do know yeah. that they've really leaned into him this year and he's worked well for the show and I think he's kept the ratings pretty solid. So Maybe so. I don't see a reason not to bring him back. Just give me more of that sweet, sweet Nora Dark, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was creepy, Dave. I'm sorry. Oh. But no, I've I've enjoyed the show. Uh, it, you know, I've, been, and I've even enjoyed it with. It's been really good this season. I've I've really enjoyed Legends I, this season. Yeah, it's been a pretty good season for them. Mm-hmm. Um, for them, you still got to qualify. <laughs> I do. I do have to qualify it a little bit. I know. Yeah. It's it's Dude, still not. It's not Legion, man. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know. Look, hey, you at, know, at Arrow. Arrow had a fantastic first half of the season. Mm-hmm. They came back on a real dud. I felt like I felt like I was like, oh, that's, that episode sucked ass. Like, oh man, are they gonna do this? Are they gonna like dip? And then the hundred fiftieth came out, and I was like, holy shit, that was like the best episode of Arrow. <laughs> I I was neutral again about the 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 one last week. I like I, I watched it and I kind of thought, well, all right, all that happened, okay. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, same thing. This this last episode, I'm gonna say just preliminarily probably top three, and I don't know what the other two are. Yeah. Like I'd have to uh, well, go back and uh, look for him. Adrian Chase uh, getting Oliver to admit that he enjoyed oh, killing those people. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, that was solid. Whatever that one is, that's that's in my top. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, the dragon episode, like the, the whole backstory for the actual Richard. the dragon. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Those are my top three. I think those. Okay, that's not a bad top three. If I had a top five, we're gonna throw in uh, the the first one with Barry, and mm. I don't know what else. Well, you're not wrong about that. Um, I feel like one the rest of the top five somehow involves Anatoly. I just don't know which one. I love Anatoly, but I'm I'm not terribly interested in the Bratva. So mm. it's like one of those things where I'm like, I love Anatoly, but I, I don't care about anything that he's around. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah. It, I, if it, if it if it was any one of them, it's probably that episode where he's uh, they're going back on his initiation rites, like the episode where he's uh, like every, mm-hmm. someone has to get to that bell, and mm-hmm. the secret is you convince everyone else to get like to get their ass beat while you go get the bell, and then everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty dope. <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff all around there. Um, and, and to be clear, when I say uh, last week's arrow sucked, I don't mean that it, like it was like the worst thing that's ever happened. I just mean that I didn't like it. I just it was it just bored me. Mm. Didn't pique interest. No, it just didn't. Yeah. But you know that happens from time to time. Can't help it. Oh. Well, I don't even know what the hell we're talking about anymore. Um, <laughs> that happens too. Oh, oh, uh, I have not seen this episode yet, but I saw the article and I went, I have to know what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, on The Flash, very recently, mm-hmm. they name dropped a Dark Knight's metal v- name. What, what, really? Where? There's a scene, uh, this is just according to the article I've read, there's a scene where Nora is in uh, the Flash Museum. Uh-huh. And they say that after Barry Allen disappeared in the crisis, Cicada returned and continued his killing spree. And they said his death toll was compared to the likes of other killers from the Flash's history, like Zoom and Red Death. Oh, I did hear that. And Red Death is the version of Bruce Wayne, who figured out how to connect himself to the Speed Force uh, and uh, wreak some havoc. And that's from the Dark Knight's Metal line. It was. There's a recommendation. God, There's a recommendation, Randy. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, in that version, it's it's literally like Bruce Wayne finds a way to take over the Flash's body. So the entire time he's in there, uh, like Barry Allen's still trying to find a way out. Mm. It, it's rough, and Red Death is accurate. I mean, all all of the characters in the Metal series are just it's it's bad. Yeah, the Dark Knights were. Uh... Batman from the Dark Multiverse who had mur- pretty much murdered their Justice Leaguers and beca- and got their powers from them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh... <laughs> They're all evil Bruce Wayne. It was like Red Death, Murder Machine, um, Dawnbreaker. Oh, he was neat. Mm-hmm. It was a version of Bruce Wayne that, uh, that was still a kid. And he... Um, apparently in this version, the ring was looking for an owner at the exact same time that... Bruce Wayne's parents were shot. Mm-hmm. So the ring is looking for an owner and they see this kid. Uh, and this kid apparently in this version is like fearlessly hateful and vengeful, but it, it senses the fearlessness and goes to Bruce Wayne. And then mm-hmm. there's supposed to be some little stopgap with the the ring where you're not allowed to use it for purely homicidal region uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. And this young Bruce Wayne is so fearless and apparently so willful that he overrides the rings, uh, capacity it just overrides all of its little uh, safety nets and and just Mechanism, kills this yeah. guy yeah just kills this guy and becomes the dawnbreaker and then he even gives him like some little oath that's the opposite of the the green lantern oath and stuff like that like he just goes around finding sources of light and shutting everything down 
Like just world after world, finding everything that resembles light and hope and killing it. It's like the, the, the versions of these characters are fucking off the wall, man. <laughs> like, like bizarrely. Metal's a good name for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, Jeremy Jor- Jordan won't be back on uh, Supergirl until season five, they're saying. Oh, I was hoping for at least some some run-ins here. Yeah. They said, we love Jeremy. Uh, we love when It looked like, in terms of our storytelling, something we'd like to do at the beginning of next season as opposed to this season. We have a lot of stories that coincided with his availability at the end of the play. We don't want to short shrift Jeremy or the characters, so we think it's something that's better served in season five. I think that's fair. I'm good with Brainy. Yeah. I, I do miss Win. I like it for scheduling reasons. Like, you know, like, if you're not going to have enough time, then yeah. yeah, let's do a decent arc next time. And series series regular yeah, man can mm-hmm. help fingers crossed yeah so the batwoman pilot uh begins filming in march supposedly mm-hmm. their deadlines reporting that they've cast people they've cast uh megan tandy as uh well they're not, they're not saying a romantic partner uh and she's been on teen wolf i don't know this thing i don't know her no. uh They've got uh, Cameron Johnson. He was on uh, Luke Cage on Netflix, and he's going to be playing Luke Fox. That's that makes me that makes me happy. It's the son of Lucius Fox. In the comics, that guy is Batwing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to be. I've got a Batwing and a Batwoman on the same shelf right now, and I'm going to be moving them a little closer to each other. <laughs> and I will squeal with delight as I do so. Right. Um, the character description says he's a staunch loyalist of Wayne and Batman. He understands the need for Gotham to get a new protector in the absence of Batman. It should be noted that Fox eventually becomes the second Batwing in the DC Comics mythos. Certainly something Greg Berlanti and company would plan. Yeah, so, you know, obviously everybody, everybody, everyone who worked, give it three seasons, he'll be Batwing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> if not, it'll be its own spinoff. God, Yes. I, see, and, that's what I'm talking. Uh, I, I, you know, I thought about sending you one of the, one of my little fake news articles about the CW, uh-huh. saying like they they renewed everything, they they did this, and then I was gonna just basically bring up a bunch of ridiculous characters, and these have been uh, greenlit, and these series got renewed, and I got about four seconds into thinking about it, and that, and regarding the rest of the news, and I thought about a couple other things too. As this, this week's just absurd anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do truth adjacent. Screw that. Just leave it. <laughs> I'm out this week. You got me beat. You got me yeah. beat, reality. I can't. I cannot do you. And we've also got uh, you star Nicole Kang playing Mary Hamilton, uh, Kane's stepsister, Batwoman's stepsister. Mm-hmm. Character is polar her a polar opposite apparently, and has compassion for Gotham's undeserved communities, proving she has more in common with Kate than she thinks. So uh, at the TCA, uh, CW president Pedowitz, uh seemed to uh, imply that Batwoman was going to get picked up. Mm-hmm. He says uh, the CW schedulers uh, will see where everything fits and then decide what how many episodes they need to allocate for each show. He says, we're not sure we'll air all six DC shows at the same time. I'm sure they won't. Well, I'm just, uh, you know, him saying all six means Batwoman is going to be a show. I know. I, I'm just saying I'm sure they won't because they've been creeping into the summer for a while and they're about to they're about to really plant their flag in that, I think. Oh, yeah, they have to. Streaming, man. Streaming. Yeah. 
you gotta you gotta start sticking that dick in the summertime, man. Yeah. I mean, the they, hot, they hot tweeted, what was it, like June 18th or something <laughs> last year where we did the Supergirl uh, finale? Uh-huh. It was deep into June. And, mm-hmm. man, I, I don't think that's stopping. I, I think they're going to start spreading their wings a little bit and really saying, oh, yeah, can we just do year-round programming? Mm-hmm. And really, what's stopping them? Because let's face it, Nothing. CW's demographic skews deeply into people that are out of school for the summer. Yeah. There's time. They're off. I was 15 years old. I wasn't doing shit on Sunday night in the summer. I gladly watch mm-hmm. these shows. I'm going to have to mount a television in the shower. <laughs> Just get you a waterproof case for the phone. Prop it up. <laughs> um, over to Titans. I'll get you a Bluetooth Season. speaker to prop up on the the fiberglass. Uh huh. It's gonna be real fun. Uh huh. Titan Season Two. We have an update from. IATSE873, the trade union for technical workers in the film and television industry. And uh, they're saying that Titan Season 2 is going to start filming March 20th in Toronto Mm -hmm. uh, until September 9th. Um, There was a casting description on a Facebook page for uh, Rochester Finger Lakes Film Commission, which calls for a deaf or hard of hearing actor to appear on the show's second season. Uh, the description doesn't mention the name, but, uh, you know where that's going. Jericho. You know where that's going. Yeah. Looking for deaf actors. I'm the casting associate on season two of the DC superheroes Titans. And we recently released the breakdown, the the below breakdown because of the context of the role. We would really like to look for actors who are deaf or hard of hearing and are affluent in ASL. If you know of any or former students, who uh, any current or former students who might fit the below description, please send them my way. Male, 21 to 24, mixed Latino or mixed Asian. As a young boy, Max was a kind-hearted soul who never measured up to the expectations of his domineering military father. Bullied by his peers, he retreated even further inward. He's a misfit who's always longed for acceptance and love, but never found it, always suffering betrayal by those he dared to believe in most. As a result, he's grown into a young man who now longs to inflict pain on all those who have caused him pain. 7 out of 13 series regular. (laughs) Please also submit actors who are deaf or hard of hearing. And note any actors who are fluent in ASL. That just sounds like Joe, man. Sounds like Jericho. Yeah. And uh, Hashtag Show is, is saying that uh, their sources confirmed that Rose Wilson, also known as the Ravager, uh, Deathstroke's daughter, not just not just the son, but the daughter, mm-hmm. are going to be joining the cast. We've already heard Deathstroke's going to be in this next season, so I guess it's just a whole family affair with the Wilsons. Um, can we get Wade from the alternate reality? Little Deadpool? Yeah. Um, Why not? So, uh, hey, uh, it looks like, based on the description... And based on some of the stuff they're saying, she will wind up just like in the comics, uh, being a a friend to the Titans. She's gonna maybe even be joining the Titans, mm. which would mean, I guess, that Jericho would be maybe on the opposite side, or maybe not. Maybe he would uh, join the Titans with his sister. There was they he did in the comics, um, or he joined the Titans. I don't remember him being there with his sister at the same time, but I'm not up up on it as well as I should be. I don't, uh, don't want to lie. Specifically, being the case, I read chunks in the '80s. I went back and read some stuff in the old days, <laughs> like from like reprints and stuff it's, from the first Teen Titans stuff with it's been Kid a, Flash and shit. All right, it's been a minute, but I think Jericho kind of 
I think there was just some throwdown, and he decided to join them. I don't know if he was ever quite on Deathstroke's side. Mm. Yeah, I remember him specifically from. Like, I remember the reason that he's the new Teen Titans mute is because Deathstroke mm-hmm. makes a bad calculation during a hostage situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know where they go. I don't know where they're going with that. Well, as I said before, if DC will just stop airing a damn thing, I'll go back and figure Can it I out. Actually, what go I'll, read something. What else? Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, DC Universe, the streaming service, they just doubled their free comics list. Good God. Well, they had to, because so, Comixology decided to pick up everything. Oh, well, they, they made a deal with Comixology. It's not like they're... Yeah, but you know. just on sheer amount, that was going to be a little bit of a quality mm-hmm. war. Not so much a, a sheer arms race, but a quality war. Hmm. I mean, I really think DC Universe, the thing that is the selling point are the original shows. But, yeah, I would love to read more on, on DC Universe, absolutely. I agree, but I've also heard a lot of griping about, well, they just don't have the comics I want, blah, blah, blah. I think, like, mm-hmm. to some extent, people that think yeah, that, that the DC Universe should just be their, their, like, backup of all the great comics, all the graphic, not, like, they should be able, just be able to pop up and read Batman Hush because I it's agree. there. I don't disagree. I really don't. I don't see what's stopping them. I don't know if they think the sales are what's stopping them or not. Because for me, largely, like people who want stuff in print, especially readers mm-hmm. of comics, want something in their hands or don't. Mm-hmm. Like there are people you're going to pick up and and gain momentum with because you've attached this new medium that they can experience it through. And then there's people. Mm-hmm. There are people that even if I read it on DC Universe, I I would still think, well, I want a copy of that. Yeah. If I read it and really liked it, I, I, or even passi- pa- like passably liked it, would just think, well, I'm going to go ahead and at least get on Amazon and grab me a copy of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the Age of Ultron composer, Brian Tyler, he also did uh, 2005's Constantine. He did Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World. Uh, I don't remember a damn thing he's done as far as the music goes, but he's doing Swamp Thing. I don't remember any of the melodies, but I definitely don't. That's not a bad resume. No, it's not a bad resume. I just don't remember. It didn't stick with yeah, me. Yeah, I just don't have a hook that I can remember anything. Yeah. Did you see this Justice League versus the Fatal Five trailer? I did. Looked delightful. <laughs> Yet another reason where I watched it and thought, God, we've got to get, we've got to catch up on that on the animated stuff. Oh well, we can just watch this one. Mm-hmm. This one looks like it's in the Justice League Unlimited uh, mm-hmm. line. We don't have to watch anything else. Uh, this is this thing looks fantastic. A little Starboy action. Got you know Kevin Conroy, Susan Eisenberg coming back as Wonder Woman. George Newbern as Superman. Uh, I'm I, I gotta admit I'm gonna miss Phil Lamar. I'm sad that he's not back as as John Stewart. I am, but it'll be nice to see Jessica Cruz introduced into that universe. I guess it's True. that universe. I guess maybe. I don't think we have con. I don't think we have confirmation necessarily, but um, excited about that. New Batman Adventures has been added to DC Universe in HD, the follow-up to Batman the Animated Series. Right. And uh, the Batman, I'm excited because that's going to finally be on DC Universe. Maybe I'll get to catch up on that. I'll probably start watching that, honestly. Right. Because um, I've always wanted to go back and watch it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for all that. Sadly, uh, last bit of news I think I'm going to talk about before we get to listener feedback. Mm-hmm. George Perez announced his retirement from comics. Oh, I saw that. And uh, George Perez was a he was an artist and writer. Worked on Teen Titans, Avengers, uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, just great, great list of things that he's worked on over the years. I have two of his posters right here in the Dave Cave. 
Um, and you know, considering all the artists I like, that's that's a big compliment. Yeah. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, man. Just George Perez in it up. Teen Titans. Like the dude has done a lot of fantastic stuff over the years, and he's getting he's he's getting to a point where he can't really do uh, all the work he he has been doing. It's been getting worse and worse. Uh, he says, um, you know, he's been having a lot of health issues, and uh, he's also ending his commission requests. And um, you know, if he has enough lead time, he he might pick up a, a professional job at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm sad. George Perez is going away. Yeah, I love you. He does say, you know, luckily with uh, his uh, his royalties, he, he he makes enough off of royalties that he can live comfortably in retirement. But um, yeah, I'm sad to I'm sad for there not to be any more George Perez stuff. Yeah, I get it. Mm. Every time I run across his name on a on a book, I thought, well, at least I'm gonna like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get over to some listener feedback. Uh, Travis Hines over on Facebook said, "Just finished the Young Justice review and couldn't have enjoyed it any more. Uh, great job, uh, as usual, touching on what Jason uh, talked about in terms of new characters being introduced in the locker room scene with Vic. Two of his teammates are bullying a kid named Cisco. If not the back half of season three, maybe we see him in season four. I did not notice this at all. Nope, slip by me. Good catch." It is a great catch. I am excited to see Vibe. Yep. If that's what happens, I would assume. <laughs> Given he's the show, I, I fully expect it. He's he's young. He has an appreciation for justice. Yep. I can see this happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got uh, no reason not to think that like that. Somebody wrote that man. Somebody wrote that and performed it and said that name. Nothing <laughs> ad lib about it. Uh huh. And this right. is it's a uh, tightly written show. Mm hmm. And I'm glad you. I'm glad earlier you mentioned give it a minute or give it a second, whichever one we're using today. Yeah. Because uh, that ties directly in to uh, our voicemail, our first voicemail of the of the episode from Nathan Wobbly Boots eighty five, uh, which we are going to play right now. Hey Dave, hey Jason, it's Nathan Wobbly Boots eighty five. Uh, Jason, I just wanted to kind of uh, touch on your. You said you hate Granny Goodness. And I get that you don't like all the interactions, and when you saw her in Young Justice, your hatred's still there. And I would just say, like, let's wait to see what they do, because you also said in the beginning of the episode that you were very impressed that they took Sportsmaster and turned him into a very formidable character. And let's not forget, in season two, he went toe-to-toe with Deathstroke and walked away from it. And they also did the same thing with Guardian. I didn't know who Guardian was until the show started. And in season two, when they made Mal Duncan Guardian, I gave a shit about him. Let's go with the same with Apache Chief. Ty Long's shadow is the shit. And the way that they her growing powers, I thought it was brilliant. So with Granny Goodness, I would just say, let's wait until they put her full apocalyptic powers on display, and you may have a new respect for the character. I don't know, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Nathan, you wonderful man. You. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Give it a second, man. You know what? Yeah. Give it a you whole t- minute. You tell my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Just give it a minute, Jason. True. Maybe True. Maybe this granny will bring you some goodness. It might. <laughs> it might. I Have you ever Have you ever hated something so deeply that you want you want that relationship to be different? What do you mean exactly? I I don't know. Like like about every year or so, 
I eat at least a couple bites of a raw tomato to see if my tastes uh-huh. have changed. Because mm-hmm. I really fucking hate them. Raw. Just raw. And in any right. form, raw. But I want my relationship to tomatoes to be differently. Or to be different. Because I, mm-hmm. I see how much people enjoy them. And I, I, I wish I wish I experienced a different thing. And and to some extent, I understand that, well, I mean, I really do. Like, I used to not like bananas, and now I like bananas. I used to not like chicken salad. I like chicken. Like, you, your, your tastes grow and change and, and, and morph. And uh, may, maybe with granny goodness. Maybe that's going to be maybe like that, that tomato that I bite into and go, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but but for now, it's still like I've I've tried cherry and I've tried beefsteak and I've tried Roma and I've tried whatever and I still don't care. I mean, I don't I don't want to misrepresent myself. It's not that I you know I, I don't know cream myself at the at the sight of a granny goodness. Mm-hmm. I uh, well I kind of do now because I know it's going to piss you off. Yeah, no, yeah, but... I think I've brought you some enjoyment. <laughs> I've gotten more enjoyment out of Granny Goodness from you hating yeah, her. Yeah, I think when you see her show up, you think, <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> He's hating this. Yeah, I don't blame you. I get it. I get it. I'm I did the a, same thing person. when uh, they were doing, like, when <laughs> Edward was facing up, facing off with the mirror last week, I thought. <laughs> yep. Oh, Dave's so mad right now. Yeah, that that was a really good episode of Gotham, though. Uh-huh. Anyway, so. But yeah. Um, Here's the side. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. And I do tend to enjoy Granny Goodness more knowing how much you hate her. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, it's fine. But I also, I also enjoy, I do enjoy seeing the different takes on Granny Goodness because I it's it always feels like everyone has a completely different take. They're just always trying to make that character make sense in their own head. And it's just such a, it's always such a different interpretation. It just, it's, it just feels like one of those characters that people, that creators are just like, what the hell was Kirby thinking? I, 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 and me, like my favorite version, it seems to be the one that was closest to Kirby. I like the Ed Asner, Bruce Tim version <laughs> of the character the most. That, that brings me joy. It's like they don't try to explain it. They don't try to make it like, oh, she's just an old fury or just blah, blah, blah. No. No, she's got the weird giant anime head and she just does her thing. Like, no, that's no bad just, story. She's just uh, like some kind of like Catholic school nun caricature kind of situation. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't – I really do. I think I said this last time too. I, I think a lot of people – see that character and think no 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 i've got a good take and every time i think no you didn't <laughs> i'd like the uh, you know what i thought you would actually like the smallville take where she was running the orphanage that that wasn't bad that really was i, I also like their godfrey it they had a lot of good takes on the new god characters mm-hmm. and i don't i don't hate what i'm seeing right now in young justice i'm just i'm just so dubious after, after all my time with her yeah, the one thing about the Young Justice version of Granny Goodness that I'm not digging is she doesn't quite she doesn't seem uh, insidious enough. She doesn't seem sinister enough. Well, she wouldn't. There should be like, I well, yeah, but I feel like she should feel so uh, gumdrop sweet that she, there's got to be something evil there. You know what I mean? Like creepily nice. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're 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 doing that. But um, you know, whatever. Everybody's got a take on Granny Goodness. Yeah. Can't hate on him for it. No. No. I just, I think, I think the, the Bruce Tim Superman animated series version is my favorite. 
I don't think I... I also just think it's great. I just love Ed Asner doing it, too. Yeah, I, Ed Asner doing it was a good call, but I just... I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm like qualified to weigh in on a, a good or a favorite take. I, I just don't think I have that right. Fair enough. I'm not sure you do. <laughs> it would be like if, if you popped up and said, hey, I could recommend a good Michael Chiklis movie. <laughs> because you hate Michael Chiklis. I don't anymore. He won me over. <laughs> he won you over. I'm still waiting but, on Brian but to Cox go back to win to me it, over. It, would, it really would be like me handing you a tomato and be like, no, dude, these are the best. They're so right. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't. Or me hearing, handing you asparagus. No, try these. Yeah. I mean, like, like literally, when I, when I was a chef, the way I would pick tomatoes was I, I would calibrate myself. I'd have someone who really loved tomatoes. I'd hand them several and see which ones they liked, and then I would taste it and be like, okay, well, that tastes like crap to me, but that's the taste they were looking for. And then I would just calibrate <laughs> myself, and when I tasted that again, I'd be like, okay, I guess that's a ripe tomato. Right. It was so, it, it was so convoluted. That's so weird to me. But I get it. There's but I made it mighty sauce. I, yeah, I mean. All right. So, Nathan, thank you for, for calling in. I, I hope all of that rambling was what you were hoping Somehow for. Somehow got around to. <laughs> we cannot. We can't be expected to not chase squirrels, man. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, we have a voicemail from our buddy Jordan Valdez, or Bat Jordan Valdez, as he uh, I think prefers to be called, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Eh, it goes back and uh, forth. I think he forgets sometimes, keeps it to some others. Who knows? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, here's his Bat-tastic voicemail. What's up, DC on screen? This is Bat Jordan Valdez with one S. And Bat Jordan Valdez with one S wants to talk about uh, the first half of Young Justice Season 3. I just listened to y'all's review of it. Uh First of all, I guess I should mention it, which is probably pretty obvious at this point. I love Young Justice's take on Forager. I find him adorably hilarious. Like, uh, so yeah, that, which I was just parodying, of course, but the whole, uh, Fred Bug with two G's, uh, thing, that had me cracking up so much. I just, I, I love their take on Forager. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. So I guess I'm in disagreement there. Um, but, uh, next thing I wanted to talk about was getting Bruce Green with Batman back. Um, he is my second favorite Batman voice actor, only behind Rita Romano. I love him. I loved him uh, in Young Justice originally. I loved him in Batman Under the Red Hood. And I loved him in my favorite animated film of all time, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Love hearing more of him here. Immediately, we get another epic Batman moment um, at uh, a Justice League meeting. We got the one back in the Thanksgiving episode in Season 1, Agendas, uh, the now super iconic moment. Uh, where Batman tells Wonder Woman, basically explains to her why he trained Dick as Robin. And uh, it's a super powerful moment. But then here, uh, in Young Justice Season 3, we get the moment uh, with him uh, staging, uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a, a coup maybe is not the right word, uh, but from the Justice League. So uh, I love that. I also loved uh, when he went to Santa Prisca with sort of a classic Outsiders lineup, of course, with Katana and Black Lightning. Uh, loved seeing that uh, with Bane, and you had Lady Shiva there. And, uh, wow. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Black Lightning. It was uh, Metamorphal in that episode. Uh, of course, Black Lightning, another classic Outsiders character who plays a big part in this season so far, though, um, which I'm loving. Uh, but, yeah, that episode, it was a classic Outsiders lineup of Batman, uh, Katana, and Metamorpho. Um, anyway, uh, so I love that. I also love the episode Triptych, uh, which was a uh, – you got a lot of Bat Family stuff in there because uh, you got um, – uh, spoiler – 
And uh, then you've got uh, Cassandra Kane making her animated debut in that episode, which I loved. Uh, and then you get a scene in the Batcave in that episode. So I love that episode so much. Uh, I also am totally with Dave on how Batcastic uh, the moment is where Vandal, with Vandal Savage and one of his daughters, uh, that moment still has my jaw on the floor. Uh, wow, that was a mind-blowing moment uh, with Vandal Savage. So I totally love that. Um, I uh, love uh, all of the stuff um, with uh, the metahuman trafficking so far. I think it's super fascinating. And I was just watching the latest episode of DC Daily um, shortly before I was recording this, and they give us a sneak peek of the second half of the season, and it does look like we're going to get some answers to uh, the Aqualad situation soon, the Aquaman situation. Uh, so I'm super pumped about that. Uh, back at forever uh, from the first kiss to the last. I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. I'm super glad that you are liking this this season of Young Justice, Jordan, Bat Jordan. May I call you Bat? Mm-hmm. Um, Bat Jim. I don't think I, I don't I liked Voyager. I don't think you we completely disagree about it. I like I like Forager. Did I say Voyager? For, Forager. You said Forager. I, yeah. Okay. Forager. <laughs> I, I agree with them. I really I agree with them about Forager though. I, I had I, emotions, positive emotions towards the guy. He just annoyed me. <laughs> But all right, let's be honest. You can say that about a lot of friends. I, I absolutely can say that about a lot of friends. That that's a thing humans experience about each other. Hey, mm-hmm. I really like the guy, but good lord, this bugs me. You know, pun intended. Yeah, just like it really annoys annoys me that you say that your name is Jason Goss with two S's. That's, right, like I get all it, the time, Jason. constantly. <laughs> Must have said it five hundred and twenty one of the five hundred and twenty something episodes we've done right now. Uh huh. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. It's a tagline. People I, have written I, I, in. I, I, we have I, iTunes reviews saying, I can't stand this guy saying this anymore. Uh, I can't do it anymore. I'm out. Out with two T's. Right. Out with two T's. <laughs> that happened with two P's. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy seeing the Outsiders line up. That was, I felt that, like it was a backdoor pilot. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was I good said enough that on our I review. wouldn't have minded it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I think we, I think we mostly agree. Fandle Savage was the shit. Oh, it's a great scene. Great scene. Triptych again. I mean, he, he called out he called out some great moments in the uh, in the run so far this season. And uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yep. Um, I did you watch the sneak peek? I didn't put it in the show notes or send it to you. I don't. I really dropped the ball on it. Actually, I decided I wasn't, wasn't going to talk about it, and then Jordan brought it up, and I was like, eh, okay. No, I didn't say sneak peek. I, mean, I don't think there was a lot to unpack there, but we did get a few shots of of, uh, of Aqualad, or previous Aqualad, now Aquaman. Uh-huh. So hopefully we will find out what happened to uh, to Arthur, to Artie. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Curry, as we all properly yeah. know him. Mr. Curry, if you're nasty. Right. You know? Uh from before? <laughs> Remember before when I said the thing with my name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I referenced the Janet Jackson song? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I have. <laughs> that unraveled quickly. <laughs> the, we were chasing squirrels, and then the squirrel died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we stood over it and pontificated for an hour and a half. <laughs> I peed a little bit. Yeah. Well, well, that sounds like a great, great spot to leave it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. 
Did I say scream? Some DC scream. on your scream? Scream some uh. DC on your screener. Keep some DC on your screen with an N. Two Ns. And uh, we'll see you at Shazam? <laughs> we'll see you at Shazam. <laughs> with two just... Ms. The second one stands yeah. for the uh, the sin of migraine, which we'll all experience when we get to Twitter afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you ever did you did you ever listen to the uh, the English rap group called The Streets? You lost me at English rap. I understand, but give them a shot. They're pretty funny, I and not always you, funny. But I not already knew funny. that it hadn't happened when you got to English rap. Right. Um, they have a song called "Dry Your Eyes, Mate," and that's what I, I just I think of whenever I see these people talking about the DC is dead and oh we didn't get our way. Dry your eyes, mate. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah. Bye. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time. TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Orizo Chandelier from Progress Lighting. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.